Got time for a quick story. You listen to episodes of this podcast, you know that we're based in the Eau Claire, Wisconsin area. And Eau Claire has a role in one of the most significant events in the history of pop rock music. The day the music died. The plane crash that claimed the lives of Buddy Holly and Richie Valens and the Big Bopper while they were on the Winter Dance Party Tour in 1959. And a few days prior to the crash, that tour stopped in Eau Claire, Wisconsin. Fournier's Ballroom, an old place has been gone for about a half century. But that used to be one of the main places, I think it probably was the main place that performances would happen in Eau Claire in the middle part of the 20th century. And so probably a lot of people in Eau Claire at the time went, who went to go there and watch the show, see Buddy Holly and see everyone else on that tour, not knowing what was to come. Of course, no one would know what was to come a few days later, an event that would be memorialized and termed the day the music died a little over a decade later when Don McLean wrote and released American Pie. We are now 50 years from the release of that song. And to mark that occasion, there is a new version of American Pie with the vocal group Home Free. And so today I get the chance to talk to Don McLean about the 50th anniversary of American Pie. And and this new version will start with Home Free. How did you come to learn about this acapella group? Well, they contacted us. Um, They were doing some other projects with some people that my manager represents. And he suggested uh, that they should do American Pie, that there was a, you know, a big anniversary year coming up. And uh, they hadn't thought of that, but they liked the idea a lot. And they, uh, they jumped on it and they made a very good uh, acapella uh, version of the song, which their people like, from what we can tell. They have a large following on Facebook and all the other social media and they, a lot of YouTube downloads and all that. So it's introduced the song, I think, to, uh, you know, a whole different audience. You are, are if, I'm, if I'm hearing it right, you're at like the beginning and then the, the breakdown near the end. Is that That's your voice amongst all of the voices on that song, correct? Yes, I sing the front part and the back part okay. and, and the end. Okay. Uh-huh. How did that, did it work as simple as what, what did they have their recording complete sent it to you and you were, how did the mixing of that come about? Well, they had me sing the whole thing. Um, and I guess they wanted to cover themselves somehow, or maybe they wanted to see that the guys copied how I sing it. Mm-hmm. So uh, each of them did a verse in the middle of four verses. And I guess the bass man didn't do a verse and they, each more or less copied the way I sing the song on the original recording, and then I sang the front and the and the end, and the choruses uh, also. It sounds really well mixed together. If if I didn't know any better, I would think you were all in, quote unquote, of the same room or at least the same studio, all putting it together. It blends really nicely. Yeah, they know what they're doing. Uh, that's why they're successful. <laughs> 
you know, they do they do good work, and uh, they know what they're doing vocally and harmonically, and their producer knows how to make records, and they've made a, a pretty nice video, I guess. People will like, I don't really know about videos. The last video I made was for an album I made called Headroom, which I thought was a really good video. Um, and, uh, but, you know, it's, it's, I don't know, videos have kind of faded away. I, I don't see them as being press prominent as they once were. I don't really know what's going on. It seems like um, social networking and Facebook and all that, I think that's probably how uh, Ed Sheeran made his career, isn't it? With mm -hmm. uh, that kind of thing, getting an enormous number of followers. You have a 50th like the 50th anniversary plan 2021 world tour for this year. I, how fingers, fingers crossed. Yeah, you know, we'll it, see. Exactly, which kind of ties to something related to this and what I've been re reading in the press releases. It's helping to promote the National Independent Venue Association, and it just so happens here in Eau Claire we have a member of that Pablo Center is a fairly new performing arts center opened back in yeah. 2018. It's a really, really, really nice oh, place. And God. that's, but it's essentially oh, been shut geez. down. Yeah. So I know it's, it's heartbreaking. It really is because, you know, we've lived in a civilization where people were getting together as a norm. We like to be with each other. You know, we like to have a group together and get excited over an act. It's all been taken away from us, and I really don't know when it's going to be safe enough. I think I would really recommend, if I were the, if I were king, that we go back to live performing again, and that we have half the number of people in the room uh, as it will hold. So if it's a thousand seater, you can have five hundred people. Uh, seated apart from one another and charge more for the ticket and let's get on with it, mm -hmm. you know? That would because be... They need people in the room. They need people to come through the front door and buy popcorn or whatever they do, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, we've been we've been dealing with that here where we're trying to figure how do, how do these places find other forms of revenue or other activities and so they'll have like a like maybe a thing in the lobby area or something like that and I'm thinking of this one place but I've heard of other ones kind of doing something similar and it's all just some way to get something connected. So yeah, it's really sad. It really is right. It's like because the music business, you know, is based on enthusiasm and building enthusiasm, and more and more people coming until you're in stadium situation. Uh, that's the idea of of everything building, and this is a, an incredible groove killer because you can't build. And there are acts that were on the verge of being in the big-time rock and roll acts that have had their momentum completely screwed. I mean, they got to start, like, over, and they're a little bit older. They've worked 10 years, maybe, to get to this point. And they were just about to break, and all of a sudden this happens, and people start forgetting about the, the group. The momentum goes. You've got to have that constant constantly making that wheel turn and making the momentum happen. And it's all a rhythm thing and a timing thing, and there's nothing going on. And, uh, and then these, the venues gradually die. Mm -hmm. You know, they, they can't hang on. They can't pay the mortgage. They can't pay the, the, the heating bill. They can't pay whatever bills they have to pay, the taxes. And they, they say, look, they put their hands up and say, I can't do this, you know. Yeah. Is what could a person who's listening to this right now or listens to the new version of American Pie, I know they can donate to, to Neva, 
NIVA. They can donate. But what else could they do? I know the Save Our Stages Act is moving along. But well, what- I, I think communities can take, for example, your, your new venue. Uh, they can certainly raise money uh, to keep, uh, at least keep it solvent until this thing is figured out. And I don't think it'll be that much longer. And I think they will have half houses in these places. And a higher ticket price, and I think people will be glad to pay it just to hear live music again. Mm-hmm. The song itself, obviously the the quote, the quote, the day the music died, relating to what happened on February third, sixty-two years ago. Interestingly, there's a, there happens to be another tie to the city, to my hometown, the city, right here, in that that tour uh, happened to have one of its final performances. It was like I, I'm blanking it. I should know about three or four days prior had a tour stop in Eau Claire, the old Furnier's Ballroom, which was like the main uh-huh. venue back in the 50s or so. It's long gone. Yeah, right now. Uh-huh. But uh-huh. We, it was on the on the tour schedule right before that. That day is obviously iconic. That's why we're noting it 62 years later. How do you think it relates to today's music scene, those who are coming up now? How does it relate to younger people who obviously are several generations removed from the significance of that event? Well, you know, you don't create a legend unless the legend has the music. You know, I mean, you wouldn't have had the horrible effects of Elvis Presley's death if Elvis Presley hadn't been who he was and and hadn't made the music he did and touched people the way he did. So unfortunately, in order to have a, a legend like this, you have to have an untimely death of a very important artist who's been uh, touching people very deeply, uh, you know, and I say recently maybe Prince would qualify for that, um, that he suddenly died and he was, he's reached so many people and he's a very important artist, uh, certainly John Lennon and like that. But, you know, to sacrifice the most talented people in order to make a legend is sort of a waste, you know, I prefer that they live to be old, like Sinatra, or, or like, or like uh, Ray Charles, or Bob Dylan, <coughs> and, and spent many years on the road letting people hear them before they they leave the planet. You know, and uh, so, you know, I, I don't see the artists today with the repertoire that would qualify them, uh, even if they died young or old. Um, to be remembered in the way someone like Buddy Holly is, because it's a poignant death, but he probably has 70 or 60 tracks that are all hits, every one of them. Mm-hmm. Of current acts, if, if you can name either an artist or artists or song or songs that come even close or closest to longevity of potentially being remembered 50 years down the road, are there any that jump out that are relatively no, recent? None at all. Not, not to me. I mean, I'm too old. You know, it's not my time. It's not my scene. It's not my music. I've got no business commenting on it. I know what I know, and I don't know what another generation knows. Um, you know, I just really don't feel uh, competent and saying every now and then some little something will pop up and I'll say that's kind of cute or that's kind of nice but it it doesn't have the identity that a real song has Um, and I think you know there's a lot of that around so we know what real songs are I mean it's always they're they're everywhere all the time 
But, I mean, I went to see the Beach Boys out here in California at the McCallum Theater, and they're a generation older than I am, and their audience is on walkers and wheelchairs and stuff. I mean, it's, you know, it's it's great. They, they were terrific, you know, and they've got some of the children of some of them are in the group now, and it's it's going to go on forever. Just like, you know, the arrangements of Count Basie or, or, or something like that. You know, the Beach Boys are, are going to go on forever, but the audience is definitely, uh, you know, out to pasture, for sure. <laughs> um, of all of the songs that you've done, is there, this is kind of like a two-part question all in one, but is there a song of yours that you wish could be covered by a particular artist that you like, I wish so-and-so would do a version of this because I think they would sound really good doing that. I like their tone. I like their approach, et cetera, et cetera. Is there any that you kind of fantasized about? Well, I would like to see uh, Drake or one of those really good rappers do the song I wrote called Prime Time, hmm. which is about America as a game show. And the chorus is, this is life, this is prime time, this is living in the USA, this is life, this is prime time, this is living the American way. And it's really the story of what's going on right now. Everything is virtual reality through the television. And that the game show is going on at the same time. You know, you're, you have to hear the song to understand it. But it's a rock and roll song, and they, you could, they could rap in the middle. Any really good rap... Uh, singer could do this and then hit that chorus and sing that chorus because one of the things I think is la lacking from what I hear and I have a very young girlfriend who plays all this stuff all the time is that there's never any release from from the rhythm section so you know if it went this is life prime time this is living in the USA well this is life Prime time, living the American way. And it goes back to rapping again, you know, when the thing is completely uh, free form, whatever the artist wanted to do. Mm -hmm. I think that would be very successful for somebody, and it'd also be very current, and it'd also be intelligent. Last question for you. What is the most meaningful, most special line of American Pie to you to this day, 50 years on? Uh, I like the verse, uh, there we were all in one place, a generation lost in space with no time left to start again. There is so much resonance to this, and I've, I've been I've been listening through the lyrics in my life and pondering what does this all mean, and so many have done that, and I, I, it's an honor to get to talk to the person that wrote it, uh, Don McLean. Well, I just want to say to my audience out there, Young people out there, uh, don't be disheartened by what's going on. We'll get through this. We'll learn lessons from it. And But, you know, there's no going back. Every day is, is a day is a miracle. In fact, I wrote a song called Every Day is a Miracle, and it is. Hmm. Make the most out of it, regardless of how you feel. Forget about how you feel and do something important for somebody else or for yourself. And it'll all add up, and when this thing is over, you'll be glad you did that. Word, words to the wise. Thank you very much for that. Don McLean with Home Free, the new version of American Pie. Give it a listen. 
We hope to see you out on the road at some point, hopefully relatively soon. Thank you so much for taking time to, to chat today. And good luck to the venue there in your town. Don McLean, really good to, to chat with him about American Pie. It's such a legendary song in the canon of the best American music ever written and recorded, to be perfectly blunt. DonMcLean.com is his website. DonMcLean.com. He's on social media as well. You can follow him on Facebook and Instagram, all sorts of places. You can follow what he's doing and keep an eye out for upcoming tour dates as hopefully they will actually come to fruition as we go into the future. This has been the latest edition of Got Time for a Quick Story. Thanks, as always, to Greatest Hits 98.1 Radio in Eau Claire, Wisconsin. Of course, we've been referring to Eau Claire in this, in this interview. Uh, you can uh, you can learn more or or we'll learn more about the station at greatesthits981.com. Uh, see interviews. You can go to our YouTube channel. We got interviews there. You can listen to and watch interviews that that I've done, and also my coworker John Murphy has done all sorts of uh, music interviews about uh, relating to the artists that we play on Greatest Hits 98.1. Also, you can subscribe to this podcast. A lot of the usual locations. Look for it. Got time for a quick story with a question mark. Subscribe so you get new episodes, alerts on new episodes, and also rate this preferably higher, I hope, which will get more information out about this podcast. Got time for a quick story. I'm Luke Anthony.